Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. Cemeteries are sites where we lay our dead to rest, but in many cases they inspire fear of spirits that may still lurk there. In some cultures they are considered a gateway to another world or somewhere where people congregate to awake the spirits and unsettle the dead. One such cemetery exists in Massachusetts and it has acquired quite a deal of mystery around it. There may even be a portal to a place many people fear. Welcome to Spidergate Cemetery. Do you dare enter? Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne. And in this episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we enter into the cemetery grounds to find out the stories behind Spidergate Cemetery. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Last August, two of my friends and I were walking down around downtown with nothing to do, with the terrible spectre of school looming over our heads far more terrifying than any ghoul mentioned on No Sleep, we decided to walk from our usual spot to Spider Gate Cemetery, barely outside of Worcester, near the airport. This ended up taking roughly three hours, a long walk for sure, but it was well worth it. Along with the simple pleasure that came from being out and away from the prying eyes of parents for a few hours in the beautiful weather, it gave us time to build tension and buy ourselves a bag of bread for the journey. We had all heard stories about the cemetery from folks around school. The kid who hung himself, the girl's body stuffed in the small cave, the smaller cemetery hidden behind the burial ground proper that could only be found once, all of which we intended to investigate fully. Being teenagers, however, 
All of our posturing diminished once we actually reached the path leading to the cemetery. Despite an incredible sunset on the horizon, we were all horrified. Because once we passed the entrance to the path, everything got much darker. The trees formed a rather effective and terrifying canopy, but we forged onwards. After all, we weren't going to come this far just to turn around now. Almost immediately after entering the forest, we saw a rusty gate, which hadn't been mentioned in the stories, but didn't look like it led anywhere. We walked for about six more minutes before finally reaching a fabled cemetery. And, well, at first, it was rather underwhelming. None of us had had the balls to go in, of course, but there was an undeniable air of, that's it, amongst the three of us. We took a picture and started heading back through the wood. At this point, it began to get very dark. And when I say very dark, I mean very, very dark. At this point, the whole atmosphere of the place began to change. Yes, it's cliched to say that the air gets colder when in the presence of supernatural beings, but in this case it actually happened. As we progressed back up the path, I felt the urge to look back. Twice, I looked and there was nothing. Another popular cliché phrased is third time's the charm and well shit third time i looked back and i saw very vividly a tall black figure standing in the middle of the path i calmly freaked the duck out and implored my friends to turn around of course nothing was there this incident repeated about a minute later when i turned around to see the figure standing closer to us than before I really wanted to run at this point, but my fellow adventurers would have none of it. They were loving the atmosphere, and though I was right terrified at this point, I didn't run. Fortunately, we found an excuse to run when friend number one exclaimed, What if the Slenderman is, like, right next to us? Having just discovered the Slenderman myth, and as of yet blissfully unaware of the wonderful give me twenty dollars phenomenon we ran like hell straight back to the road which the path branched off unfortunately for us it was 9 p.m at night very dark and we had no ride my third cliched phrase of this story fits very well here we were both physically and metaphorically not out of the woods quite yet So we're talking about a small cemetery in uh, Massachusetts that I came across while I was reading something else. Oh, as you do. What we seem to be doing. Yeah. And uh, it was intriguing from the fact that it looked very different, plus it had all of these ghost stories associated with it. And it got me thinking about digging deeper into the history of the place um, and Whilst I was doing that, I found more ghost stories, Mm -hmm. Uh, but not too much on the site itself. 
You may have found something, I'm not sure. Uh, I went digging then into um, the history of uh, the people Mm -hmm. to see if I could find out about why all these myths and legends um, abound. And I think I may have found something. So let's go with the history. I I have to admit, I'm really happy you did this. I quite liked it. Mm. Yes. The cemetery itself is really known as Friends Cemetery. Uh, It was named Spider's Gate Cemetery because of the gates, Mm -hmm. which aren't terribly old. They're newer, but I'll I'll get to that. So it's a private Quaker cemetery in a very secluded woodland at the south end of the Kettle Brook Reservoir area in Worcester slash Leicester, Leicester, yeah. And now it's been dubbed the Spider's Gate Cemetery because of the set of low black wrought iron gates that some people <coughs> think look like spiders' webs or spiders. Spiders' coming, legs. Spiders' legs. Yeah. Now, it's actually an Art Deco representation of sun rays, would you believe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, they didn't quite capture it, did they? No, no. <laughs> but they gave it a good, good try, I reckon. Yeah. No, it's it's an artistic interpretation. Let's of say course, that. Of course, yes. The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <clears throat> it's still as as I was reading some of the information, it didn't explain to me why this friend cemetery would have um, all of these ghost stories associated with it. It's it's like it's really interesting, and some of these stories are quite intense. They are. Now, everything, as you mentioned, in the um, soundscape, everything from portals to satanic rites to um, a suicide and all of that sort of stuff. So I started reading and uh, I looked at probably every site that was associated with the cemetery itself. And most people, like in your soundscape, will say that it's really a small, ordinary and well-kept cemetery. Yep, and I, I liked it when that soundscape, because you found that for me on Reddit, mm-hmm. um, when they went, oh, is yeah. that it? Is that it, yes. Yeah, because it's not very big. No, no. And it is really well-kept. Yes. There aren't a lot of headstones. There are some groups of headstones, and they're all neat, clean, tidy, even in the ground. They're not kind of pushed over or, or uh, vandalised. vandalized. Uh, some of them date back to the 1700s. But it looks very much like the place is being looked after. Uh, Apparently, I think it is on um, private property Mm -hmm. and uh, they do have um, cameras and things around and there are many signs that say, you know, no trespasses allowed uh, and definitely no investigations are Mm -hmm. to be done on the site. So I went back and I had a look at this whole story of Quakers and Quakers in that part of uh, America. So yeah, so I, I'm not that familiar with the Quakers. I know about the Quakers' oats, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know much about them. Well. Are you I, going to tell I, me? I found out a little bit more because we had a story about the Quakers um, in association with the Seven Gables, House of Seven Gables, I think it was. You'll see. I remembered it a lot from last week. Yeah. And... <laughs> um, or it could have been one earlier, but the the whole idea of them being called the Quakers is because that they would quake and shudder. Yeah. Oh, the Shakers. The Shakers, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So the first Quakers in Leicester 
or yeah, Lester, yep. were the Ralph Earl family and the John Potter family. The first burial was in 1740. And um, the Southwick family was another family that came. They came a little bit later. They joined in 1810. Uh, and they became the largest groups of family members to be buried uh, in the cemetery. Now, the Leicester Quakers closed the meeting around 1850. So it's called a meeting, but it's actually a group, yeah, a group, mm-hmm. uh, and transferred it to a Worcester meeting. And the granite posts and iron gates were installed in 1895, under the terms of a bequest made by Dr. Pliny Earle, so a member of the Earle family. Um, and the design uh, of the gates was originally meant to represent the rays of the sun, but have since been taken um, on their more popular name, the Spider's Gates. Yeah, I think it's because the nucleus, the, the thing in the middle, is not very big. It's quite small. The mm. rays are bigger. And it does make it look like a spider with many, many legs. Yes. yes. I still think it looks very art deco. Although what we, they said. we do have to say yogurt for our PA Emmy because mm. she doesn't cope with I When we were telling her that we were doing this one, I actually put in the, the notes um, yogurt cemetery. So she said thank you very much for that. <laughs> the granite posts that are mentioned were actually the um, site where an old meeting house was built. Because they did meet there. Yeah, like church, congregation, mm-hmm. sacred the, site. The Worcester Friends Meeting. And uh, they also have a website and a sign poster at the cemetery itself. And uh, it says Friends Cemetery is open to the public. It's a lovely name for the cemetery, Friends. Mm. Yes. It became Spidergate. Yes. 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 That's located at the end of an unmarked dirt path, and there are some maps designating um, Earl Street. And it's called Earl Street because one of the surnames on the tombstone uh, in the cemetery is, of course, the Earl family. Did Did you see it? The The row with, like, Earl, Earl, Earl. It was yes. Right, and I was thinking... And all their first names, Earl. Couldn't they come up with something new? I didn't realise it was their last name. I was a little bit slow. Now, one of the um, sites that I was looking at actually said that the Quakers uh, believe that their land possessed special powers and that's why they um, took that allotted piece of land uh, to bury their dead. They also decided that they would worship and perform various incantations on the site. So this is where kind of we start getting into the rambling aspect of, um, you know, the superstition and the myth and legend surrounding it. So um, when you say the the rambling, are you talking about what they actually did there with their their ceremonies? Mm. So was this part of maybe like speaking in tongues, but whatever their version of it was? Mm. Don't know. I don't know either. I I don't know enough about the um, belief system, sadly. There is this thought that uh, the gates were added in the mid-1950s out of respect for a tragedy that struck the grounds where a young boy in 1943 um, took his life by hanging himself on a tree within the cemetery. 
So allegedly the boy was of Greek descent, according to this story. He was an artist and very, very gifted at creating paintings and drawings of all kinds. And uh, so uh, unfortunately he took his life. Now, in the hope that his soul would come back to life, his family donated the gate entrance to signify the story of Arachne, which is a Greek myth. So I'm just going to read what this says because it was part of um, the story that was on one of the sites here. So this myth tells of Arachne, the daughter of a famous Tyrian purple wool dyer uh, of Lydia. Due to her father's skill with cloth dyeing, Arachne became adept in the art of weaving. She became so good at the art that she considered herself to be a greater weaver than the goddess Athena and challenged the goddess to a weaving contest. Oh, here we go. It's ego again. Step it up. In the end, Arachne's weaving was flawless and she won the contest. Oh, well, there you go. She deserved it. That's called proud of yourself. But in a final moment of anger, Athena destroyed Arachne's tapestry and cursed Arachne to live with extreme guilt. Oh, bad loser. Out of sadness, Arachne hanged herself. Taking pity on her, Athena brought her back to life, transformed as a spider, to live her life weaving her web. Beautiful story. Yeah. Um, And like I said, this goes back to 1943, and this associates the gates with that kind of whole story of the spider, when in actual fact... The gates actually came in much later and they were really sunbursts. So how, how did that story of a Greek person who challenged Athena, how did that get associated with those gates? I don't know. Because I've got a completely different story. That, that's going to be interesting to yes, hear. Yes, yes. Now, we've got more, of course. There's also the worship that went on at the um, house that was at the cemetery. And I guess no one really knew what they were worshipping or how they were worshipping. And remember, and I'm going to get to this in a minute, these were Quakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit different. Very, very different. Now, there's also a fellow called Marmaduke Earl, and you'll probably talk yes, about I him. Will, yes, mm-hmm. So there, um, his headstone sits um, in a little barren circle uh, in an area um, that seems to be quite popular with um, paranormal investigators, ghost hunters, and um, young kids that want to speak Thrill themselves. seekers. Mm-hmm. So you'll... Um, tell that story. I watched quite a few YouTube videos on this. Mm. And uh, there are more legends. There's a legend about a girl in a cave. You mentioned that at the very beginning. Yep, in the soundscape. Uh, In the soundscape. uh, There's another little boy that was beaten and dumped in the river. Um, But we've got all of these stories. How did they get there? I... how did they get there? Is it because people didn't like the Quakers because they were different? So they've made up, you know how people gossip and they'll say, oh, I bet they're down there sacrificing virgins to their gods mm. and they're making crap up. Is that mm. what happened? Well, okay. Let me read you this. Since the colony had no laws specifically aimed at curbing the Quaker menace, the General Court acted to remedy this oversight at its next sitting. 
all of the New England colonies except Rhode Island, which protected Quakers, passed laws banishing Quakers. The preamble to the Massachusetts law passed stated, whereas there is a cursed sect of heretics lately risen up in the world, which are commonly called Quakers, who take upon them to be immediately sent of God and infallible, assisted by the Spirit to speak and write blasphemous opinion, blah-dee, blah-dee, blah Oh, so they've got a direct conduit to receive the messages and the the. The normal local people did not like that because you're only supposed to go through your priest or your minister. Yes. You're not allowed to have a direct line. Yes. So this law specified that Quakers who came into the colony were to be given 20 lashes and then deported. (gasps) And any ship captain guilty of bringing Quakers to the colony was to be fined 100 pounds and he would then have to transport them out of the jurisdiction of the court at his own expense. So there's a whole PDF on um, the Quakers and how they were treated when they arrived, um, which I found. So I've, o- I've only got this little bit here. I'm just going to end um, with this next paragraph. In 1658, other clauses were added. One made it illegal for anyone to befriend a Quaker or offer him hospitality for a period of more than one hour. The penalty was a fine of 40 shillings for the first offence. If they were found guilty of the same crime a second time, they would lose an ear, while the other ear would be cut off on the third conviction. If anyone were foolish enough to persist in this illegal hospitality and were found guilty of the fourth time, oh, what were they going to cut off next? They were to be whipped and have a hole forced in their tongue with a (gasps) hot iron. Oh, The amendment went on to state that anyone found guilty of attending a Quaker meeting was to be fined 10 shillings while the speaker was to be fined five pounds. Wow. (laughs) So here we have the start of... Spiritualism almost. Well, it it was religious bias. Yeah. But also, I've just found here, um, because I looked up what are Quakers' beliefs, it said Quakers seek to experience God directly. Yes. Within ourselves and in our relationship with others and the world around us. Mm-hmm. Quakerism is a way of life rather than a set of beliefs. It has roots in Christianity and many Quakers find the life and teaching of Jesus inspirational, but they have no creed, no commandments to follow. And no priest in the middle between them and God. They believe God is within them and so they can speak directly. And they they have five key beliefs, which is simplicity, peace, integrity, community, equality and stewardship. Mm. That's more than five. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six. That's okay. We'll go with the spices. Yeah. That's what that is. But that's not that's not a harmful no. sect or no. belief system. No. It was just different. Mm-hmm. They all dress the same yep. because they believe that every man is born equal. Yes. Uh, so all of these things were very much different to what was being set up in America yeah, and around and there. I was looking at the page for this community in that area that have the the Friends Cemetery. And they have um, host, uh, I think it was bi-monthly, it's what we'd call a fate here, a a fair, where they would Mm -hmm. um, exchange their goods and they would make things. And rather than throw things out, they would recycle, reuse, uh, and they would, you know, it it was all really good stuff. Mm -hmm. It seemed like a really beautiful community. Mm -hmm. Yep. But don't be different. 
Don't be different. Whatever you do. Uh, I did the Earl family too. Uh, there was a problem with the Earl family because they all became quite wealthy and quite well off and very, very intellectual and knowledgeable. And they held um, rather big positions in the community. So this mm. would have been an extra thing to piss people off. But how would have that worked with their belief system? Oh, I suppose you were allowed to become wealthy. You just didn't think you were better than anyone else that, because oh, that's, of it. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, another little thing that I found was that Ralph Earl. I was going to say, I like it when you find a little thing, Renata. Um, and uh, the person that wrote this said, um, My great 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 grandfather, Ralph Earl, 1660 to 1757, one of the founding fathers of Leicester and a prominent Quaker, was a slaveholder. Oh. He owned one slave. I know this from his will, which states that on his death, my. Boy Sharp be given to Mrs. Mary Earl, his wife, and if he is faithful and well behaved, he shall have his freedom on her decease. I am happy to note that Mr. Earl in 1755, his 96th year, decided to free Sharp then and there, and in consideration of love, goodwill, and faithful service to me performed by my servant Sharp, uh, he gave Sharp 30 acres of land on the south side of. Asney Bumsket Hill. Asney Bum. Yeah, Asney Bumsket Hill. <laughs> I love our pronunciations. In Paxton, <laughs> then part of Leicester. So, although Sharp was treated well, maybe even as part of the family, his status obviously was different from the typical white indentured servant. That was the way things were until after the ratification of the Massachusetts Constitution in 1780. Although it's not clear that John Adams, who wrote the Constitution, meant to outlaw slavery, a series of legal actions culminating in the three cases collectively known as the Quok Walker case led to a mon, 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 momentous sorry, decision by <laughs> hard Chief word, Justice William Cushing of the Massachusetts <laughs> Supreme Judicial, Judicial Court. Oh, my gosh. Take your chewing gum out of your mouth. You'll speak better. In, in 17. 83, he found slavery is, in my judgment, as effectively abolished as it can be by the granting of rights and privileges, wholly incompatible and repugnant to its existence. So in all of this, the Earl family also owned a slave. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Life. Hmm. Was that something that also bore an issue with the community? Well, it, looking at that, their, <clears throat> I don't know how that if that would fit with their belief systems that nobody is better than anybody else, but they've got someone as a slave. Mm. Mm. Odd, isn't it? It's very odd. Um, now... Uh, uh, look, I don't, I don't know whether um, we I'll leave the rest of this till the end because I've got a little bit of information about maybe where the st- rumours started. Oh, okay. You've prob- you may have that as well. Well, we'll find out. Um, and, um, yeah, so, like, this whole thing could have been a, a bit of a furphy as part of this whole propaganda against the Quaker people in the area. And then um, it grew legs. And then it grew legs. So um, I'm going to now leave it up to you to continue with the ghost stories and see where we get to. Oh, we've got more than ghost stories here, Renata. We have got a gateway to hell itself. Yes. <gasps> let's go down the path. <clears throat> so let's start from the very beginning. A very good place to start. I know, right? So... When you enter the graveyard, you go through the spider gate and you will see standing there a very tall tree, which is a very creepy looking tree, and it has a branch that sticks out to the side. Now, according to the legend, a teenage boy committed suicide in the 1980s. Right. By hanging himself from this very tree and beneath that spot where he hanged himself... There is a patch of ground where the grass will not grow. Mm. So you had it in the... 1948? 1940s, and it was a Greek person. Yes. Mm, I love urban legends. Mm -hmm. Now, in the middle of the cemetery, there is a barren, flat outcropping that is known to the local people as 
the altar. Mm-hmm. Now, that is said to be where the devil worshippers perform their satanic rituals and their occult sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's there's more. Just, just hang on to your knickers. We're diving deeper. Just like a G-string. Right. There, there is a cave nearby where a young girl was killed and dismembered as part of the said satanic ritual. The ground is soaked with blood, Renata. Oh, gosh. Now, in the woods, if you listen carefully, sometimes you can actually hear something or someone roaring and moaning in hmm. the woods. I've got an answer to that. Restrained. Do we? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to set the scene. Okay. I'm, I'm Sorry. doing a nice spooky voice. I'm Sorry. setting my levels. And you go, yeah, oh, I can prove that shit. <laughs> right. Now. Just get back in the zone, everyone. Ignore Auntie Renata. Strange disembodied voices are often heard and things rustle in the trees when there is no wind at all. White stuff oozes from the ground. And apparently if you turn the rocks over in an area outside of the cemetery wall, you will find... Occult runes, R-U-N-E-S, runes, etched onto them. You're in awe, aren't you? I am. Now, it said that the combination of all this horror that has happened here, including the tragic suicide of the boy under the tree, has created a gate to hell within this cemetery. Right. Now, according to legend, there are seven gates to hell located in various haunted places all around of the United States. Because let's face it, if you are going to put a gate to hell, where else in the world would you put it? But poor old US of A, because they've got the strong Christian population to fight off Satan and keep him away. Can I tell you there are a couple of more? Oh, can you gates, just not? Gates. Just go away. Are you trying to poop on my parade here or no, what? No, 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 it's fine. You may speak you keep going. at the end. Keep going. <laughs> They say that the Spider Gate Cemetery <laughs> contains the eighth gate to hell. Now, this is where it gets a little bit confusing because they're saying there's the seven gates around the US of A, but then they're saying that um, there are seven gates hidden within the Spider Gate Cemetery. Mm-hmm. So, which is it? Both. Oh, well, apparently, to get to hell, you have to find each gate. And pass through them in the correct order mm-hmm. to reach the eighth gate. And as you pass through each of these gates, the cemetery becomes more dark and oppressive. And finally, you reach the eighth gate. There is no turning back. Now, this is the gate that leads to hell. And if you some if you somehow make it back out at this stage, they say the demons will follow you for the rest of your days until they drive you inside. Oh, no. Then it goes on to a story here, which sounds very much like my soundscape story that you gave me, mm-hmm. but it's not quite. So I'll, I'll give you the story. There was a group of three teenage boys yep, yeah. decided to head out to Spidergate Cemetery one night to test out the legend. It was growing dark and they entered. They arrived at the graveyard. The boys were immediately gripped by fear. As they made, way, made their way through the wrought iron gates, they saw tombstones sticking out of the ground at odd angles. It was like no other cemetery they had ever seen. The boys wandered around the cemetery and eventually found the second and the third gates. 
They got the strangest feeling that someone was watching them and they heard many mysterious footsteps amongst the trees. Once they passed through the fourth gate, a disembodied voice was heard drifting through the graveyard, but they couldn't quite make out what it was saying. Tommy, your dinner's ready. <laughs> no, sorry, did I just break the mood? You did. <laughs> uh, when they went through the fifth gate, something cried out in the woods. No! <laughs> it sounded like a dying scream of a small child. Thank you. One of the boys lost their nerve at that stage and ran back to the safety of the car. So it's different to the other group because we've got a car. We've got a car. <laughs> that left two of them. The screaming continued, growing louder and louder. Then as they stepped through the sixth gate, everything suddenly went silent. As soon as they went through the seventh gate, a deep growling noise rose up into the night. The boys were so frightened that they cacarded their pants. No, <laughs> that they could barely move. Just then they saw a black figure standing directly in front of them. The boys stood there shaking in fear until the dark figure started to move towards them. At that moment, they turned and ran as fast as they could. Whee! All the way home. The black figure was gaining on them and they thought they were going to faint, but they reached their car. The growling stopped and the black figure disappeared. They jumped into the car and drove off into the night when they got home safely. They just sat in the car, trembling, and made a vow never to return to the cemetery. That's actually from scaryforkids.com. That's a story from there. I wonder... Whether the Reddit story was taken. It seems awfully similar, doesn't awfully it? Awfully similar. Right. Now, let's let's go into the actual legends of what is attached to this. So, we've done the mm -hmm. kids' fireside, campsite story. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the, the gate is what has probably triggered this whole thing about the, the legends to the gateways to hell. Um, but there are others. Firstly is the oak tree with the hanging rope, which is known as the hanging tree where someone committed suicide. And their ghost apparently still haunts the cemetery. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a demon creature that has been heard roaring in the woods. There, uh, near the cemetery is apparently a cave where a young woman was murdered. Not a young child, this one is saying. Mm -hmm. A young woman. A young woman mm -hmm. was murdered. And across from the main cemetery is a secret second cemetery that can only be seen once. Ah, disappearing know. cemetery. Yeah, just magically goes, woo, I'm gone. Um, the unnatural white ooze that emerges from the ground. A haunted house is located nearby, but don't go inside. I didn't see anyone else refer to a haunted house. Uh, and then outside the walls of the cemetery, these small stones with the runes inscribed on them. The river that runs nearby is actually the River Styx, which leads to the underworld. Uh, did you, you just roll your eyes with that? <laughs> I did. I think everyone heard you roll your eyes through <laughs> oh. the microphone. Uh, the other one is at midnight, walk around the gravestone of Marmaduke Earl and then rest your head on it and you will hear him speak. And the last one I've got here is sat Satanists have permission to conduct their rituals in part of the, ce the cemetery called the altar. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I can't, no, that's some gossip. I bet they let those Satanists in there to perform their rituals, <laughs> those yes. Quakers. Those Quakers those do Quakers. anything. Poor Do Quakers, anything. I feel sorry for them. They sound like beautiful souls. <clears throat> so, the, I, I watched a video. Uh, actually, I watched three different videos. One was 
a lady who was walking by herself into the cemetery to see what she felt and and how she felt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was during the daylight. Uh, and first off, the thing that she noted is that it's not a long, scary walk to the cemetery. It's actually quite a short walk and that the cemetery is well maintained. She did get a bit vibey about it, but she, she didn't think it was too bad. Didn't understand what they're all going on about. Got a little bit scared because she was on her own. Mm-hmm. The next one I watched was a man that was hiking into the the cemetery and he was basically going, oh, well, that must be the tree, but that's all garbage. Uh, oh, and that must be the altar. Oh, but that's all garbage. And, oh, look, there's the headstone. Oh, but that's all garbage. And then down to the river. This is beautiful. I could get near and go for a swim. All this stuff about the sticks. That's all garbage. No evidence was mm-hmm. offered whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was just his personal opinion. And as far as I'm concerned, that's as bad as the ones who believe that it is all hauntings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't just talk out your butthole. Can we have a T-shirt for that? <laughs> Don't talk out your butthole. Oh, we've been a little bit rude this episode. I hope the kiddies aren't listening to this one. Sorry, parents. Um, but there was um, a paranormal guy that went for a walk. Now, I thought when the paranormal guy was going to go for a walk that, you know, they were going to sense and feel every demonic force that was there. But he was actually quite sensible. This was Dark Hour Paranormal. And... He was saying, you know, there's supposed to be these gateways. Mm -hmm. And he said, my friend told me that I don't go into the cemetery. I've got to turn to the right. So he turned to the right and headed down. And he got to a section where there was a gateway on the right and a gateway on the left. And he went, well, that's gates to other properties. Is is that the gates that they're talking about? He said, I'll go on a bit further. And then he got to the end of the road. And it was, yeah, that was the end of it. Mm -hmm. But across the road was a gate. He's gone, well... That might be another is, gateway. Is that another one of the gates? But they're just just man-made gates. They're mm-hmm. not anything horrible. So at that stage, there had been a lot of rain. His feet got wet. He had to come back. But as he was coming back, Renata, he dropped a piece of gold, which you are going to love. He pointed out to the side and said, that's meant to be a Native American burial ground over there. But there is no proof of that whatsoever. And I went, yes, I love you. I officially love you, Dark Hour Paranormal. Thank you so much. But we can tick the box. Yes. It's, it's been yep. mentioned. Mm. Yep. Right. All right. Good. So we're digging a little bit deeper now to find out about the satanic rituals. Mm-hmm. And there may be a kernel, a kernel of truth yes. attached to this. Mm-hmm. Because in this article that I found, New England Folklore Blogspot, they said that they were talking to a friend and they were saying to them they were going to go and visit Spider Gates. And they said, oh, I love Spider Gates. I used to go there when I was in college. The friend attended a college near Leicester. And when he was a junior, he was initiated into a secret society for seniors. Mm-hmm. And the initiation happens a bit like this. First, the senior members decide who they want to initiate from the junior class, and the seniors don black hooded robes, find the juniors they want on campus, and wordlessly tap them on the shoulder. That tap is the invitation to join the secret society. Now, to become a fully-fledged member, the juniors go through an initiation process which involves locating the grave sites of the college founders. Ah, but, I mean, that doesn't sound too bad, except they they need to do it at night, in the middle of winter, and under the watchful gaze of the seniors who silently stand by wearing hoods. Not creepy at all. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, as a junior, the French he was talking to had been to Spider Gates at night to find the college founder's grave. And uh, when he became a senior, he too began to wear the hooded robe and watch the juniors do the same thing. Now, according to this witness, the police totally left us alone, he said. They knew it was just a bunch of dorky college kids and they and that we weren't causing any trouble. But mm-hmm. you could see how that could lead to the legend of these Satanists. That, mm-hmm. uh, you yes. know, you're watching all these people walk around in their black robes. Yes. Um, mm. They did find a, a remains of a fire in the middle of the cemetery right on the raised area known as the altar. And this particular person thought whoever had done that, that was very disrespectful because, and it's also illegal, don't do it. It's not not a place for you to have a bonfire and a gathering. It's a place where people's loved ones have been buried. That's correct. And I thought that was a a nice, nice way of putting Mm -hmm. it. Now, in regards to that said spot where somebody had lit a fire, that is known as the altar. And uh, the reason why people have thought that is an altar is because there are four stone blocks in the middle of the cemetery and it sort of marks off an area and... That's where the the yes. house was. Yes. It was the house. Yes. And that was the foundations that were left. Uh-huh. But it makes it sound so much more exciting to say and it was a satanic altar. altar. Yes. So the Friends Meeting House used to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the grass does have a hard time growing because of another legend about a grave. Now, there is another one about Earl Marmaduke. Now, this is the one where you're supposed to walk around the grave 10 times at midnight while asking Marmaduke to speak to you. Yes. And he will speak to you. Mm-hmm. Usually you have to kneel down and put your ear on the headstone to hear him clearly. Um, and I think there was something about leaving a coin on top too, because in one of the videos I watched, they showed this headstone. Mm-hmm. There is no circle around it. It is neatly in line with all of the other headstones. It just happens to be at the end. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when they're talking about a barren circle around the grave, no, no, not so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're obviously still doing it because there's coins and things on there. A little bit of fun, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Earl Marmaduke's enjoying it. Do do you know, um, well, can I just put... all right. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Is it to do with Earl? Yeah. Uh, no, you do it. I don't oh. know if I've got it. All right, you, you do it. Um, I, in one of the stories that I read, it was they, the person writing didn't really understand why uh, Marmaduke was getting all of the attention. Mm. He wasn't anything special, really. Um, maybe they just love the name Marmaduke. Speak to me, Marmaduke. Um, and like you said, put um, your head on the gravestone and he will indeed speak to you. Uh, this got a little bit funny. They actually had to put uh, nighttime surveillance equipment around because yeah, yeah the, the kids were causing Oh, well, you, you imagine know, havoc. Here, in Australia, if the paranormal investigators here got wind of a cemetery where the river Styx was and everything, they'd all be down there and they'd all be finding demons. Yeah, they, they were wondering why, again, Marmaduke... Um, even had time to get into this. So he was uh, a married man and he had 14 children with oh. his wife. That oh. would not have given you time to do anything. Wow. No. And there was nothing that could be located in the local history books to associate him with any sort of witchcraft seances or any occult activity. And they blamed the noises that are heard um, 
to a nearby farmhouse that has cows. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when I was watching these videos, you could hear um, noises of uh, something that was being built nearby. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It is a beautifully dense forest when it's uh, not autumn or winter. But you can still hear the noises. It's it's still noises around you. So when they're talking about they're hearing disembodied voices and rustling and all that sort of thing, it's it's probably real people and animals that are nearby. Uh, One of the reasons that they do leave the coins on the headstone is because... They have to pay the toll to yeah. the ferryman. The ferryman to get across River Yeah. Love it. Now, Renata, I believe you had something extra to add in. Mm-hmm. Go on, go yeah. for it. Um, this may be why all of these rumours started, some of these modern rumours. Now, Quakers, as, as we mentioned, were controversial and they were a minority in a Protestant New England. And they were different. They were different. Now, some believes that some people believe that the rumours began in the early history of Friends Cemetery because of the distrust of the religion. Now, we kind mm-hmm. of mentioned that. Let's yep. start some stories so no one goes there. Yeah, Don't forget that the area has Salem associated with it. And Not of too course, far away. Very famous for the witch trials. Oh, yep. Another whoopsie in history. Yeah. Oop to Nana. Oop to Nana. Um, others believe that Oh, you're going to like this. <laughs> a Catholic priest who ran the nearby Nazareth's boys' home created these myths to keep the boys out of the cemeteries at night. Boys who lived at the home in the 1950s and 1960s claimed that Father Tinsley told them the story of the hanging tree. When they returned as adults, he admitted he had made up the story. Oh, that is gold. Oh, I do like that. That's that, As far as priests go, that's a good story. I like that. Scare mm. the boys from going down the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a naughty priest. Doesn't <laughs> It doesn't explain some of the other rumours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, when we talk about the cave. There is no cave. There is no cave. There is no record of anyone hanging themselves there. There is no record of a murder there. Uh, it's a very simple, quiet, lovely place. I did read, again, in one of the notes that there is no proof that a girl uh, was ever found. Yes, however, uh, about a mile from the cemetery is a small cave once used as a root cellar where a six-year-old boy was beaten and dumped into the river. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that there for a second. Yeah, and this occurred in the early 1980s. So you found the newspaper story for that? Well, no, um, this was written... Yeah. As part of the information in an article that I read. Yes, but where did they get their information from? Because well, that's very much like the stories of the, the body of the boy that, you know, was left to die or something like yeah. that. There's just all of these stories. Yes, yes. It, it came from um, Try to Scare Me. Oh. Uh, try to Scare Dot Me, Legend, Spidergate Cemeteries, Leicester, yep. Massachusetts. Yep. It's all these whispers that have been turned into urban legends. Yeah. And um, I'm going to finish off with this. And this is from the the Worcester Friends Meeting.org Cemetery Guidelines. The Friends Cemetery is a private cemetery currently in use. 
and the, I saw that one of the last people that were buried there at the stage I watched that video, which was a couple of years old, was buried there in 2021. Mm-hmm. So f- new. Mm-hmm. Uh, owned and maintained by Worcester Friends Meeting. Anyone may visit the cemetery during daylight hours. We, all, we ask that all visitors act in the same manner they would when visiting the burial place of their friends and relatives. The cemetery is closed during the hours of darkness. No trespassing in the cemetery after dark. Photographs may be taken for personal use. Photographs, video, film, sound or other types of recording required prior, require prior written permission if they will be used on the internet for the publication of any kind. Investigations of the paranormal are not permitted. Permitted? Permitted. So I think they've asked very nicely. Mm-hmm. Very, very nicely. Oh, there's probably about 20 pages then that would have to be taken down. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. But I did like the walkthrough. All the ones I saw were all done during daylight. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I saw there were some of nighttime ones, but I deliberately didn't watch them mm-hmm. because they're not being respectful. Mm. And they're the, the ones who are causing hardship on the internet for the people who are trying to do the right thing. Mm. Anyway, Renata, is this a true haunting? No. No, I agree with you. Absolutely not a true haunting. It is a beautiful place in Massachusetts where you can go and sit and enjoy the countryside and be at peace with those who have passed there. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did. If you'd like to support our work, don't forget you can become a Patreon, especially the Grand Pooh Bars who get all the juicy gossip. Uh, Or you can buy us a cup of coffee. Just look up Buy Me A Coffee, Anne and Renata, and you'll find it there. And it's quick and easy to buy us a cup of coffee. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing it around. Thanks for all those people who are spreading the word. We love yous all to bits. See you on the dark side. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> be frightfully good. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.